cheeseburgers. You love them. I do love them. Yeah. You can't live without them. I, I, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> just just last week, before our last episode, you and I went out and got cheeseburgers. There's a place in San Francisco called 4505. 4505 Barbecue, which has the best cheeseburger. It's literally called the best damn cheeseburger. It is, yeah. yeah. Okay? And it is. It it lives up to the title. It's yeah. that good. It is. That cheeseburger is amazing. Well, on a, not a horrible mistake, but on a strange decision, I decided, let's go get burgers not there in the city. Mm. And we went to a different place. Do you remember the name of it? Nope, don't remember. I don't remember either, because it wasn't that memorable, but it was also not that bad. No, it was pretty good. And that's the thing about cheeseburgers. Everybody can think of a good cheeseburger in their head. Except for executive producer Kiana Lay, because she does not like cheeseburgers at all. Oh. She very much dislikes cheeseburgers. Well, what do you guys do if she goes to a burger place with you? She gets a burger without a cheese. Oh, is it really the cheese? Yeah, it's the cheese. I've ne- Dude, I've never met anyone that's like, the cheese is the turnoff. I don't think I've ever eaten a burger without cheese since I could have cheese. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense. Burger, that doesn't, that doesn't like make sense. It's like a burger without fries. Yeah. Well, I've had a burger without fries. Nah, it's heresy. <laughs> I know we're on a tangent already. Yes, we are. But I went to this wedding that had an In-N-Out truck. Dude, it. that's awesome. It was great. For, that, for the catering, they didn't have a lot of money, so they did an In-N-Out truck. That Good idea. Yeah. Um, but they didn't want to buy the fries. Hmm. So they had bags of Lay's. Not the same. No. And you know that I was dunking that in ketchup. Yeah. I just want to say that. So back to cheeseburgers. We can all think of cheeseburgers that we've had before that are excellent, right? But they come in a variety of flavors. There's spin-off cheeseburgers. There's weird <laughs> cheeseburgers. Like, cheeseburgers vary on such a wide scale. Yeah. They Just do. like first-person shooter games. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to Everything Comes From Something. My name is Isaac Ransom. I'm Cameron Tuttle, and that was quite the quite the introduction. <laughs> well, I, th- I couldn't think of a better way to introduce our nerdy topic yeah, for this week. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. They all come with different little bits, and uh, yeah, they're pretty. They're, they've got a lot of, a lot of stuff. Well, I think you know what. What's interesting about these shooter games is I I was trying to think of some sort of metaphor to encapsulate the genre. And shooters, this this first person style has become so popular amongst so many different video games that yeah. you begin to merge into other styles. Like think about those burgers that you get on the coastline, right? You get those weird surfer shop burgers where they're like, yeah, dude, that burger's got pineapples in it. And you're like, that's not right. Yeah. And you eat it and you kind of like it, but it's different and off-putting. Do you know what I'm saying? Dude, have you ever been to a burger place where they served you uh, tater tots instead of fries? They didn't have a fry option? Not about that. Stuff like that. Not about that. Relates perfectly to the way that shooters are designed to this day. Yeah. Right? You look at, like... The best cheeseburger ever would be Doom, right? Raw, shooter, like epic, all skill reflexed, gameplay heavy. Then you look at a shooter like Bioshock. That's like your gourmet burger. That's like, yeah. that's like the burger you're getting at 
uh, some high-end restaurant that shouldn't be serving hamburgers. Yeah, it's got like brie on it, you know? It was like you ordered the burger because you couldn't afford the $100 steak. You were like, I'll go for that $50 Dude, burger. That I'm like, is so real. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so real. And then you have like the trash can, like, dude, sometimes you just got to have a Big Mac. You just want to have it. It's floppy. It's not good. Or you could even say the same thing about In-N-Out. It is kind of good and addictive, but it's a little soggy, right? No, come on. Okay, we'll go even lower then. Name your fast food chain that isn't quality to you, but you get it sometimes, a.k.a. Carl's Jr., Burger King, McDonald's. Ca- Fill in the blank. Carl's That's Jr. your Call yeah. of Duty, okay? You yeah. just got to hit it every once in a while. You got to get... You, <laughs> you got to hit it and quit it. <laughs> you just got to You gotta have a little bite, and then once, you're good to go. Once a year, you know, you you take it. Yeah, it, it, it takes like 10 hours of your time, and you're like, all right. That's it. That quick intro was for you, Glenn, because you say we never get on topic. <laughs> we're going to get to the topic, but I figure not everyone is going to be interested in video games, so we're probably going to stall a little bit to give you guys something else. And of course, we got the post show coming up. You can skip to that if gaming isn't your topic, but I hope that you would learn something yeah. from this episode. That's what we usually hope with Everything Comes From Something. This podcast is an unoriginal podcast about how things come from things or whatever hodgepodge crap Cameron <laughs> and I want to do. Did we do names already? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we did. Oh, but we did not do our our Patreon shoutouts. Uh, we'd like to shout out Darren O'Neill. Uh, thank you, Darren, and Darren. and Kiana Lay. Thank you, Kiana. Thank you, Kiana. Also, big shout out to we had some people donate to the show. Ariel and Eric Watch. I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. I you o- probably should have thought about that before we started. I always want to say an L in the name, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Walk. Walk. Watch. Walk. I think it's walk. Okay. It's not watch. Okay. It is not a watch. But they are executive producers for the year. They made a substantial donation, and we really appreciate them. Yeah, so you'll absolutely. hopefully be hearing from them, and we want to have them on the show eventually. Big shout out to you guys. I just sent you guys a picture of Cameron staring at a computer <laughs> earlier, just before we started recording. But we love all the support. If you guys want to support the show, of course, listen to it first and judge it on your own uh, biases. Um, but check out patreon.com slash ecfs podcast you can throw a couple bucks our way it would help you can get a question on the show or if you give it at a big enough level you can be on our brainstorming team to come up with topics and present them for this podcast ladies also, and gentlemen well hold on before we go on also what would be really helpful is if if you would go and tell people that our podcast were small and mighty and we would like to grow our fan base so that would be really very nice. Well you. put. I feel bad for the fans that have to listen to that every single week. Yeah, but people, you know, people react to direct calls to action. Oh yeah. That's what I hear from from marketings. I was trying to think of some sparky comment about how you uh, push me into submission all the time, but then it got real dark real fast. So we'll move on from that. <laughs> uh yeah, well, okay. I would, first, before we get into, we, we jump into first-person shooters. And cheeseburgers. Could you just tell me, like, what do you like about FPS games? Because I know you are a big fan. I am also a big fan. I don't I don't feel like I'm as big of a fan as you are. I primarily play yeah, first-person exactly, shooters. Exactly. So, and well, it didn't, I don't know. It didn't start that way. I think it has to come down to my upbringing. Honestly, I started playing platformers. Yeah. Um, and when I found out, well, I mean, I, I, as a kid, I was like, I liked guns. I don't know. I know that sounds weird. 
Um, but uh, being a boy, I was like, yeah, like guns, lasers, Star Wars. Like I thought that was really exciting. And so when I found out that movement and platforming mixed with a with a new skill set of shooting at the same time, like I was just invigorated. I was like, dude, this is so cool. I yeah. I will never forget the first time I played a first person shooter. It was at a church. I'll never forget it. <laughs> what was it? Halo Two. Oh, it really? was Halo Two. So Halo Two has a special place in my heart. I sat down. I, I was new to this uh, church youth group. We had just moved, and there was a shooter on there. And I was like, I don't know, like, is that sin or something? And <laughs> I, I, um, I picked up the controller um, because I was a video game addict, and I started playing. And I was like, oh, like, I kind of get it. Like, there's camera movement with movement at the same time because I had played Super Mario 64. That was my first console, the N64, right? And I could move the camera in that game with Mario jumping around so it was a little similar to that and i picked it up pretty quick and i won a free-for-all match mm. in halo 2 and i was like it's my destiny <laughs> little did i know bungie would be creating a game called destiny after that but i was like dude this game is so much fun yeah. like and i i think i enjoyed winning as well um but i think that that really birthed my excitement mm. for first person shooters i th i think that the games mix an element of platforming and skill-based shooting and then they also like can weigh the importance of each of those mechanics at the same time and lean into one or the other yeah for instance call of duty leans into the shooting side of things right the snappy arcadey uh quick shooting but the movement is limited and they have explored movement as the games became more stale whereas a game like unreal tournament or even the early corridor shooters they start with quicker movement mm -hmm. and the accuracy aspect isn't really it doesn't have much to do you're really dodging yeah, yeah. floaty bullets and and walking back back and forth and just aiming in a general direction so i think that's kind of where it caught my attention i'm actually curious how about you cameron like what was your exposure to shooters i can't remember what my first shooter was but I wasn't able, I wasn't allowed to play shooters when I was a kid. So like mm -hmm. I, it, it, it was basically not until like, I don't know, junior high or high school where I started to like actually sit down and play them. That's probably why I suck, but you know, it what is was, what, what is. was your first shooter? My first, first person shooter. shooter. I, like I said, I, I really can't remember. I it, can probably tell you. It might've been is. mag. It might've been mag. You're wrong. What, what, what was it? It was star Wars battlefront, dude. Yeah. But that's, that's a third person shooter. It, it I consider it in the same vein. Okay, okay. And here's why. Because the game supports a first-person shooter mode, and yeah. the game feels exactly the same in first-person as it does third-person. Yeah. And yeah. so I know that my parents let me get away with it because it was kind of third-person, and it was also Star Wars, but it plays just like any other shooter. Yeah. So, yeah, th I guess that would technically be my, my first first-person shooter. But I had also played... Um, um, oh, what was it called? There was another clone. You you played as a clone, and it was a like proper FPS. Oh oh, um, you Star Wars Republic about. Commandos. Yes yes, I played Republic Commandos. By the way, the that PC. game holds up fairly well. Yeah, it's pretty. I good. just started uh, playing it about a year ago, mm -hmm. and I only got through like the first mission. But I remember thinking, wow, this plays quite well. Yeah, it it like it felt like a real FPS, but it it was a little different because video games to me were like on console and then that yeah. was a that was a computer game right. we i had like a pack it was a star wars pack of um it was that game uh battlefront the battlefront games 
Um, yeah. Uh, it was, oh man, Jedi, uh, what was it called? What was that? What was the Jedi game? Jedi game? Academy? Yes. Jedi Academy 1 and 2. And then, I don't know, another, oh, it was KOTOR. Yeah. Knights of the Old Republic. Which I've never played. It's awesome. It's really good. I never um, played KOTOR. So, yeah, it was like a, it was like a sample pack of every game, but it had every game. So Sampler? Um, yeah, it was like a charcuterie of Star Wars. I like that word. <laughs> you know, Cameron, we get a lot of comments about your diction. Oh, I think I've you got should a nice be quite diction. proud. I've been, I've been aspiring to reach those levels, but at the same time, I got to connect with the everyman. Yeah, not every you're person the, can be so snooty. You're working class. I'm, <laughs> I'm the I'm, aristocracy. I was gonna say I'm a blue collar, and then I realized I'm wearing a full Chewbacca onesie. <laughs> I think people are going to think that you're joking, but you're, you're not. <laughs> you're actually wearing a full Chewbacca onesie. With striped socks. Yeah, and like a pouch. It like has a say, pouch. It rides up in the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Spider-Man 1 reference. Oh, uh, man. Um, no, so yeah. So so like Battlefront was my first, first person. This is something I want to touch on, okay? Because as we do these sort of like look backs at nostalgic cultural usually nerdy topics right there's a tendency for us to bring up a lot of games um or or pieces of media content that we almost endorse and think are are well like basically solid products right with shooters they do not age particularly well in some no. cases no i will stand behind star wars battlefront 2 as being a good shooter Agree i will i will stand by um star wars uh republic commandos as being fairly well or fairly well held, held holding oh, up wait hold on hold do, it, you, hold it, hold it. do you consider um shadow of the empire i mean it's a third person well, it does game. have a first-person mode. Yeah, it does. I wanted to kind of avoid it because we've talked about it before. Yeah, it's true. Um, that game plays a lot like a quarter shooter because it only has one stick yeah, for controls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think I'd kind of lean away from first-person shooter because you got to have that feeling of two sticks, right? Yeah. Movement and camera. And that was the biggest issue with games like GoldenEye on the N64. You have one stick in the middle, almost think of like a nunchuck, or if you've ever seen the N64 controller or held one, you know what we're talking about. The game basically had its movement uh, assigned to moving forward and backward on one stick, and then if you turn left and right instead of strafing left and right, which is walking side to side, he turns. Yeah, so, so you like move. He lo- it's very weird. It's very like floaty, and you move with the the direction of the stick. Like towards one direction or another. It's honestly not awful if you're walking forward at all times. Yeah. But a lot of shooters you don't. And Goldeneye is not one of those shooters that you don't. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. you do that. I know a lot of people hold Rare's Perfect Dark, which was the predecessor, or the, the sequel, essentially, to Goldeneye. Yeah. Um, because it had more of that free-flowing movement, or at least from what I've seen in terms of gameplay. But you watch speedrunners play Goldeneye, and they... They just move forward nonstop. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I can't imagine playing that game any other way. It's kind of the same as Doom, though. Like, I I played Doom on my Vita probably, like, I don't know, four or five years ago. Um, for the I'm first talking time. talking about the retro. Yeah, the original. Like old school Doom. Yeah. Right. Um, and it feels really good, even though it has that weird sort of control scheme. Um, now, now, hold on. The Vita Doom has dual stick, though. 
It's got dual stick mode. I think so. I think it's always it, dual stick. It has two sticks for controls, though. The issue it's, is I you think don't it's a look PSP up. port. I think it's a PSP oh, port. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that did have dual sticks, which felt really good yeah. on on um the PS Vita. So we're gonna get into some history here about first person shooters. Um, this this episode is basically kind of a retrospective looking back at shooters, which we've done a lot of gaming centric retrospectives, um, but shooters are near and dear to my heart and we thought it would yeah. be better to talk about a genre of game something you can consume today than speculate about games that are going to be coming out in the future yeah um which was another topic if you guys want us to be talking about next gen consoles and games that are coming out soon uh feel free to let us know but we've thought that if we give you kind of a list or a rundown or a history of these old first person shooters maybe you'll go back and check them out and i that's what i actually enjoy doing now i think there are a couple of them that we're going to talk about that are very worth going back and actually playing. And hopefully we'll be able yeah. to identify them for you. Yeah. I am a huge fan of going back and playing old shooters. Yeah, me too, actually. Just recently I went back to play Time Splitters 2 on GameCube. And that game has not aged too well. So I don't... I, I remember loving that game, and I know a lot of people love it. It has this really cool concept of each level you go back to a different time period. Mm. So it has like a fun mix-up. Yeah, and, yeah, of music and style and weaponry each level. And then the multiplayer was just absurd because you're like, oh, I got a Tommy gun next to a laser weapon. <laughs> it's just really cool. Yeah, just, it's I, cool. Yeah, it's fun. Um, but that game just didn't age great because it sticks to Rare's model. I don't think it's... I might be made by Rare. I'm really not sure. But it feels similar to Perfect Dark or GoldenEye where you're not necessarily aiming to a precise location or kind of free flow shooting uh and there's an emphasis on movement but all the environments are quite blocky and strict so it just doesn't hold up too great i think the the um the thing that was special about that game was the location and the style yeah yeah um it was made by free radical design by the way okay thanks for checking that so not rare yeah it feels like a rare game though i think it has to do with the cartoon style and all that so I want to talk very briefly because this is this seems very boring to me. I want to talk about the first first-person shooter game like ever made. Um, it was called Maze War, uh, and it was basically like a game on a mainframe computer, like super old-school MIT graduate students made it on their like like line drawing computer so oh it looks awful it's yeah. picture a black screen with green lines yeah trying to create a corridor it looks like the beginning of an architect's blueprint yeah yeah that's basically what yeah it's like a cad drawing <laughs> um yeah pretty much so that that whole era you know the 70s and the 80s are like very weird and interesting and like if you like that era it's very niche and, like, there are people who are, like, historians of it and like to dedicate that time. I don't particularly love that time period or talking about that time period. Are there any Are there any games of particular besides that one that you have there on a list that are notable? Um, what was it? Let me see. Spasm? I just know we have some older audience members who might know. No. Yeah. But the lead-up is Battle Zone, the tank game, but that's not really, like, yeah. a... Oh, can I just uh, 
quick rant. Okay. okay. Shooters are in first person or third person. I hate when people are like shooters are like Galaga or shooters are like pixel gun 3D or shooters are like ace I hate isometric isometric shooters. They're not Why? shooters, dude. They're arcade they're sh- games. They're shoot 'em ups. They're not shooters that's, though. That's what they're called though. No, they're called sh- they're classified under shooter. And I do not think they deserve that title. Uh I don't know. I'm I understand why. I understand why, because it's still the twin stick movement, right? Usually those games, isometric, you have shooting assigned to the right stick and movement assigned to the left. (laughs) Sorry, I had to think about it for a second. If you can't imagine isometric, it's top down, essentially. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but it's also like, I don't know, it makes sense. I I do not get the same feeling playing Hotline Miami that I do when I play a first-person shooter game. Uh, it feels yeah. genuinely unique compared to a first-person shooter game, and I think okay. it is in it is unjust to classify it in the same section. What about shoot 'em ups? Like that's what that is that would be called. What do you mean by shoot 'em ups? Like, um, you gotta give me an example. Uh, what's that game with the spaceship? Pixel John. Or yeah, pi- yeah, yeah. Is it Pixel Gun? Pixel Gun Shooter. Yeah, is a shoot 'em up. Or uh, you're thinking of. Oh, I know what you're thinking of. Either I'm not velocity? thinking of Resogun. Oh. I'm not thinking of Resogun. I thought you were th- What about Velocity? Uh, I never played it, but... Velocity and Velocity 2X. I hate Velocity 2X. Okay. People like that game so much, and I'm sorry if you like it. It is so ADD, and then it switches from uh, isometric, like, shooters. Like, I'm trying to think of... They're like the old airplane games that you're moving up and down the screen. Yeah. I'm like moving my hand in front of Cameron's face to try to... <laughs> I can't think of the words to describe it. Um, but you're gunning at ships at the top of the screen. It's one of those shooters, Velocity 2X. If you're looking for that, apparently this is the second coming of Christ, okay? you're It's it's like you're playing this um, as this little ship that shoots, but then instantly it ports on the side of the level and you go into a side-scrolling, speed-running Metroid-style game. Mm-hmm. Legit, you're like a zero suit Samus character with a gun, and you're just sprinting. Like the 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 game is so fast. So like, um, uh, Sonic meets no, uh, no, no, Metroid no, no. meets. What's that game where you're, um, oh man, uh, it's like an arcade game. You you go to the side. Gun, Metal Slug. Metal Slug. That's yeah. what it's called. Similar to Metal Slug, but like on crack. Yeah. Okay. And very that fun. Very brief. People like it. Got it free on PlayStation Plus. I was like, eh. That's how I felt about it. Real quick. Before you continue the history from Maze Maze War. Okay? We're going to get into the goods, meat, and potatoes of the episode. (laughs) We do have a few questions from our Patreons. And by a few, I mean one. If you are a Patreon member that gives at the $5 level, you have the opportunity to give a question on this show. And the way you do that, once you subscribe, is you message us directly. I posted that on January. We were going to have you guys comment, and I realized that no one commented, and nobody did that. Because apparently nobody checks the Patreon. And so instead of doing that, it is now on the Patreon's responsibility to message us. Yes, I will message you back about your question. This week's question is from... The Kid Ruben from Kid Tested Mother Approved, he asks, let's see here. Here's my question. 
ever since I did that guest episode with you guys, my girlfriend fell in love with this show and listens to every episode. Can you just say hi to her? Hello. <laughs> so if you want to hear your questions read on the air, <laughs> Patreon members, <laughs> I'm just kidding. By the way, Ruben did specify that your name is Whitney. Whitney, we appreciate your support. Hi, Whitney. Thank you for, for listening to the show. Seriously. It I, means a lot. I wonder why, but yeah, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Oh boy! Well, there you go, Ruben. So, getting your money's worth. Again, if you guys support us on Patreon, hit us up on the messenger. Um, and if you have questions for the show and you are not on Patreon, we will not read them on air. But we might get back to you. So, feel free to hit us up on the socials as well. All right, moving on from that. Back to the history, Cameron. What's the big FPS game that everyone knows as the start yeah. of those shooters? So, really, the big. Like the the first one that people point to is Wolfenstein 3D, um, and that's because it's usually considered like the first 3D first person shooter game. It's mm-hmm. not really 3D; it's it's like 2D imagined as 3D. But um, it's I don't know. Have you ever played it? Yes, it's pretty good. I mean, like it it doesn't really age super well, but it it's similar it to Doom except much slower. Um, you know, it's very, it's pretty straightforward. You you fight a a, a robot Hitler, which is fun. Um, but for the most part, you know, it's just it's just a pretty pretty good, you know, pretty good for a first start of a of a first person shooter. Like, it's pretty good. You know what I mean? I really don't love Wolfenstein 3D. I find it quite mundane. The color palette yeah. is not interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you should go back and play it unless you are an enthusiast who says, I want to experience the first game to kick it off. Really, the big baby, the big <laughs> chungus <laughs> of the first-person shooter Stop. <laughs> is Doom. Yes. Do you yeah. know it. Yeah, Doom is like, I don't know. It, but that game actually does hold up. It's like seriously a, an amazing FPS game. It was so good that it launched a title called Doom Clone. Basically, every shooter that like came a out genre. afterwards. It, it was yeah. like a genre, yeah. Yeah, so, well, okay, interestingly enough about Doom, this is one of the things that I like about it, is to me, it, like, really pioneered the the idea of, like, picking up weapons, picking up things that are going to be useful at the, at the end of the level, right? It was, like, it was almost the, the first... It wasn't really, but it was almost the first like looter shooter, um, where you know if you if you fought a big enemy, it would it would you know, oh no, the enemies don't drop guns, but you would you would search around the level to to pick up to pick up bigger guns and better items, um, and I don't know that was a that was a really it was a it was an ingenious concept at the time. I do think the Doom's gameplay loop is quite fun. The music is quite awesome. Yeah, I really, I still listen to the Doom soundtrack today, uh, and that is not a joke, Cameron. You looked at me as if you didn't believe me. Like the old, the yeah. old Doom soundtrack. Yeah, I it's, I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's cool. It's it's very it's very fun. A lot of people are like, oh, it kind of sounds like old metal songs as well. You can like match the melodies and whatnot. Saw a YouTube video about that recently, and uh, it is developed by id Software, who are the same people who created Wolfenstein 3D, and mm-hmm. it is largely known for 
Um, it's innovation in code. Basically, they, they kind of piggybacked off Wolfenstein um, 3D, which was a DOS-designed game. And uh, it wasn't optimized as well as Doom because it had taxing decisions that were put into the code. And they basic, the, the reason Doom clone got named is because its style and the way it was designed was so efficient and it ran so well that so many companies um, just ran to that, mo- that model. Hmm. As a matter of fact, they released the code in 1997 and this led to a massive cult which wanted to port doom on every device <laughs> ever now of yeah. course you can play doom on any game console you you could play doom on um, like a a ti calculator can't you but did you know that doom can run on early 2000s digital cameras doom has been run <laughs> on billboard trucks doom has been run on an old nokia phone <laughs> A SanDisk, Sansa Clip Zip, and a Zune. That's awesome. That's really If fun. it exists, it runs Doom. Let me tell you. Gosh, there's a bunch of stuff on this list. That's uh, so Doom funny. running on a printer, which makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Doom running on an ATM, which was quite illegal. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. What else is on here? Oh gosh! So it, interestingly, about Doom again, um, I think people mostly know Doom for uh, the way that it was portrayed in the media in in the mid '90s, um, because it was really like it was really shellacked hard by um, basically people who were trying to say that that video games uh, are violent and cause mass shootings, essentially, uh, because the Columbine kids played doom um and so that was like that was a big deal in the 90s was like people thought that violent shooters were you know causing these these massacres just want to say that's not true (laughs) doom is wonderful and hashtag not all mass shooters (laughs) oh my gosh well it is it has been scientifically researched yeah it's it's been disproven that uh, the correlation between violent video games and and violent cl- uh, crimes isn't. There is no correlation. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah. And granted, you can look at gaming um, as a whole currently and its impact on culture. How many people play video games? How many people have played violent video games to this day? Violent shooters, which are the most popular in the market, put two and two together, we would probably have a lot more mass shootings if. They really were doing that to people. Well, and, and also you can just follow the general trends of violence in America. Violence has gone down since the 1990s, not gone up. So, right. you know, that that's just something to consider. And people are playing more, more video games. There just really hasn't been any correlation to support the claim that that video games cause, you know, cause violence. And I can't so. understand some people that would counter that with the fact that it probably doesn't help those who are mentally unstable to start with um, playing those kind of shooters. But as far as science goes, there's not much yeah. to connect it with that. But the media always runs. But I did. What, I just wanted to put it out there that like I think the lay person has. I mean, because like I when I was growing up, Doom was like, oh, oh, Doom, it's the worst thing ever. But but you know, like like you play it and it's very tame nowadays. It's like it's very. It's not very intense. Yeah, going it's not, back. It's there. not too bad. Um, 
but it does. Yeah, I'm sure back then it was a bigger deal. Sure, sure. Same with Mortal Mortal Kombat. Like even the you know quote unquote uncensored Mortal Kombat was you know you play it now and it's like oh these funny little <laughs> funny little have sprites. you seen the new mortal Kombat? yeah that's intense oh gross dude dude did you see shaggy is gonna be in mortal Kombat? he's that's not so is funny. he really yeah he is i don't but i don't think it's been officially confirmed yet i think they have uh-uh. i think they've confirmed it everyone's telling me that but i'm like no one of the lead drawers drew shaggy artists yeah uh <laughs> he drew shaggy into the game um, but I don't think anything has been fully confirmed. They don't own that license, so they can't well, just... Well, WB does. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's that's why. That's why people were petitioning. This is such a strange demand. But it's, it's weird, too, I because... I would rather have Scooby. Yeah, me, too, but also Shaggy, like, characteristically, wouldn't fight in a well, fight. Yeah, what about Fred? <laughs> Fred, maybe. I don't know. What about Velma? She'd drop her glasses. That'd be her. That'd be her. Yeah, uh, but can you imagine? She's smart. I bet she'd she'd, ha- she'd have some pretty. <laughs> she'd have some pretty nasty fatalities and if maybe. you ask me. <laughs> Jeepers. <laughs> uh, in all any right. Case. Well, let's keep moving with history. As most of you know, in 1998, half long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> If you can't hear, Cameron was tinkering in the background. I was, I just, I could not focus. <laughs> Sorry. Half, half long. Half long. That's my new band. <laughs> oh, gosh. So. Okay. Wait, did you want to talk about Star Wars Dark Forces or should we not? Oh, yeah. Because that was 1995. Yeah. Shout out to Star Wars Dark Forces. It's a Doom clone. Okay. I own it. It's pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hold up great, but it also is great if you have a if you are a Star Wars nerd like me who also likes Doom. It's fun to go check out. I got like all the Star Wars games ever on Steam, and it usually costs like two hundred fifty bucks. I got it for like ten dollars. All of what? them. What? It was like a really stupid sale, and I was like, "Well, I want Force Unleashed one and two for ten dollars, so I might as well buy it, even though I didn't know what I was getting." <laughs> and you got like literally everything. Yeah, it's super cool. That's funny. Yeah, um, maybe we'll have to do a let's play. Of like Jedi Academy because those Dude, games be cool. are super hilarious. Yeah, let's do it. Speaking of first person shooters, they are first person. Uh, yeah, that's true. It switches not shooters, to a though. third person perspective once you pull out a lightsaber, mm. which everyone just played with a lightsaber. But I was the idiot who decided to play it with a rocket launcher, <laughs> and so I did play it like a first person. Dude, shooter. do you remember when like as a kid a rocket launcher was like the coolest thing ever? Like the rocket launcher was like the Weapon. weapon of Dude, choice. I'm telling you, Halo made that a thing. I bet I bet it was, yeah. I didn't you, even play Halo. When it I was breaks a kid. my heart to play modern Call of Duties. Black Ops 4 has one rocket launcher. Yeah. And it sucks. And the sound it makes sounds like a trash can being thrown down a hill. Patunk. Yeah, it is the worst sounding like rocket launcher. Give mm. me that RPG, dude. I miss the RPG. Yeah, no, I, I feel that. I miss the kick of guns. In video games. Why didn't you play Battlefield 5 then? I haven't. Okay. Well, that game's got a lot of kick. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I, what would an everything comes from something podcast be without us talking about Doom 2016 for two hours? Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, okay, okay. Before we get to that, I do want to go through, breeze through just like historical stuff. I think not this era. Can we just skip this era? What? 
1998 stuff? Yeah. Well, you're mixed up with PlayStation 1, which didn't have full dual analog support until the DualShock 2, which came yeah. out. And there you got PC shooters. Didn't have like analog support at all. Half-Life was a big deal. I've never played Half-Life in my life, and I cannot yeah. wait. I'm going to play Half-Life 2. Everyone says Half-Life 2 is the best thing ever. I'm going to play that game. If it doesn't hold up, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I am coming for you. I do not care what you say. People worship Half-Life 2. Do you think they're going to release a uh, like an, an up-res version? Like an HD? Well, that, HD? that is the thing right now. Sorry. Jeez, Cameron. Sorry. We're live right now. I know. Um, I think so. I just recently played the Resident Evil 2. 30-minute demo because I can't afford the game yet. Okay. Okay? <laughs> Scared the crap out of me. Really? But the game is really good. Okay. And that is the way you do an HD remake. No yeah. lie. Yeah, yeah. So if they did a Half-Life 2 remake like that, almost horror-esque because I know there are scary elements in that game as well, mm-hmm. um, I think it could be really great. Um, but a big notable side to Half-Life is Counter-Strike, which was released as a mod. And to this day, Counter-Strike is a big deal. It's got an eSports following. Wait, wait what was it a mod of? I Half- never really Half-Life. Had... Oh, was it? It's okay. a Half-Life mod, yeah. It's very strange. It is weird because when you play Half-Life, Portal, Left 4 Dead, Gary's Mod, and Counter-Strike, I think they're all on the Source engine. Yeah, they are. And they all feel like the same game. Yeah, sort of. Except I for, love I, mean, I love the way Counter Strike feels. Okay, I think it feels good. I never, I never really liked Counter Strike. I always thought it was like, it's just very obtuse. It's a very obtuse game. What makes you say that? It's hard to get into, and it, like community wise and like gameplay wise for me. Well, didn't you like playing Gun Game with me? Yes, uh, I do like CS:GO. Is gun pretty game, fun. Gun Game is a, um. I don't know. It's it's kind of a different different beast than normal Counter Strike. Like Counter Strike, the game is very intimidating. Like to get into like competitive or like. I see. I only played it casually. Even I casuals. never. I never touched competitive, and casual was competitive enough for me. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was a blast. Okay. It sucked the first two hours because I couldn't kill anyone. Yeah. But then eventually, I found the worst gun in the game. And swore, this is what I always do with shooters. <laughs> I pick the worst gun in the game mm-hmm. because I'm like, if I can kill you with this, I might not be good, but you will be very humiliated being destroyed <laughs> by that. And in Counter-Strike, the shotguns are not that good. Yeah. So only shotgun. That's all I would run in that game. And of course, the op is OP. That, that was the only thing. The game is not balanced quite right. Mm-hmm. People hold that as such a high-end competitive shooter, and yet... Everyone is using the high-powered one-shot laser bolt kill gun. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's strange, and everyone wants to vote for Dust 2. <laughs> All right, let's move on from that, because it's been a while. since It's been a minute since I played Counter-Strike. GoldenEye on uh, N64. Here's what's revolutionary about it. Four-player split screen. Don't go back and play it. Go back and play Halo. Halo's better, but Halo 1 is even slow and boring. I don't know. Everybody likes... Anybody who grew up sort of in our age... Likes going back and playing Goldeneye. I used to. Yeah. And here's what happened. Not not anymore. I sat down with my 33-year-old cousin Chris, who <laughs> dedicated his life to Goldeneye in college. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, Goldeneye's fun. No one's good at it. 
I was wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he I was, was very wrong. He destroyed all three of us. Okay. Just utter domination. And I was like, how can you control your character so well with these awful camera controls? It looked like he was playing with a mouse and keyboard on that N64 remote. I was like, my mistake. I'll never touch this game again. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and after seeing him play, I was like, it ruined it for me. Mm, Granted, the game is quite is quite fun uh, still, but it's super janky and really funny. Yes, it if, is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of why it's fun. It's like very... Halo 1 is not as janky and fun. People like Halo 1 too slow too boring all the guns feel like pea shooters the only gun that works is the magnum and the sniper rifle and the rocket launcher Mm -hmm. but the ar sucks play halo 2 or halo 3 much better i think halo 3 is a better halo 1 so this this era era is interesting to me because this like halo halo 2 right was one of the first sort of online competitive online shooters at least for consoles um right um. Yeah. So it's not the first online. No, no, no. It's not it's FPS not. game, but it definitely resonated the loudest. Yeah. So it, it that was an interesting time because this this era started to to sort of pioneer the uh, I don't know the online shooter format. You know what I mean? Like like map based. You have objectives, or it's team deathmatch and blah blah blah, and you're you're stuck with a squad or a team that you hate and they all yell really terrible things into the microphone and you mute them. And then, you know, this was just like the Xbox and the Xbox 360 era were like, that was the time. That was the time for, for multiplayer shooters. I love Nakey Jakey's YouTube channel, um, which is a YouTube channel where this guy named Jakey does video essays and he has a great series about Halo 1, Halo 2, and Halo 3. Halo 1 came up with the formula, the level design, and basically the excitement and hype behind that. Fun fact about Bungie on Halo 1, the split screen was finalized in the last week. Wow. They put it together last minute. There, there was not supposed to be really a multiplayer element to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why the maps on Halo 1 are so rough around the edges. Um, but without that that game would have not gotten as far as it did. Halo 2 revolutionized the online style and Halo 3 built it into a community. And yeah. so there's like this strange staircase that Bungie built within. Shout out to Bungie's original games uh, exclusive to Mac, Marathon. Never played it. A lot of talk about Marathon right now. Ever since Bungie left Activision, their contract fell through. They were let go and kept the Destiny IP, but people are curious about Marathon uh, Bungie recently put out a statement saying that they're not abandoning the Destiny IP and that is something they got to keep uh, with leaving the deal. We'll see what happens. I have, wah, wah. I have hopes for Bungie. I hope that they do uh, everything that their dreams desire, but I have a bad feeling about this. They're just going to put out another, another Destiny It's going to end in a wet fart. So, okay, but I did want to talk about sort of the PC space and how that was also really pioneering in the online community. Um, so to me, one of my favorite like old school shooter games is Unreal Tournament. Um, and I never actually played like the real Unreal Tournament. <laughs> I have a funny story about this because in my in junior high, I took a video game development class um, and we made games on the Unreal Engine. 
And in this class, we would make basically the entire class. It was making levels and then using the Unreal characters to to have a LAN party where we would all just shoot each other. <laughs> Why didn't I have a class like this? It was really fun. It was a lot of fun. The only gaming experience I had in high school was my video editing design class. Uh, it was like the first one was intro to Adobe Photoshop, and the second one was the Adobe Suite. Yeah. Most useless classes ever. Very funny. Um, somehow we got a pirated copy of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Someone okay. gave it to me on a USB stick. Yeah. It was some really shady kid that was like, yeah, you just copy the desktop and it work. So of course I copied it and then I gave it to like three of my friends. So what we would do is like alt tab in and out playing San Andreas <laughs> for like hours on end. And we would always be like, oh, I hope nobody takes my computer because the game is on there. Even though technically our teacher was supposed to wipe the computers every time or something oh, no, weird like that. Didn't do that. Yeah. So I played a lot of San Andreas in high school. That's funny. Yeah, no, a lot of no, a lot of the class was either playing video games or um or working really really hard to create models <laughs> and that was that was like the it was like either really chill or extreme stress that That's was like the two funny. the two uh the two modes speaking of tournament style shooters tournament style shooters have sort of began to merge into the um MLG or or the esports scene yeah with the mix of games like team fortress 2 which is approachable and then you mix that with Overwatch, which is very tournament style with casual, uh, conventional FPS methods of design when you look at map and objective styles. Um, so yeah, game, games like Quake had a huge impact. Games like Unreal Tournament. And I wanted to shout out a game called Tribes Ascend, I think is the name mm -hmm. of it. Really interesting design. If you've ever played an iOS game called Flappy or Tiny Wings... Not Flappy Bird. Tiny Wings. It's a game where you play as like a ball-like bird and you basically hold down on the screen to make him dive and he hits the slope of a hill and you release at the bottom of the bell where he flies up and goes higher. So it's like a rhythm-like game where you kind of dive and ramp off stuff. Now, apply this idea to a first-person shooter where you're diving and ramping off these long open hills and there's all these heli... Um, carriers in the sky. I think like Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. <laughs> you got a lot of things yeah. mixed up. So you got these big helicarriers with flags on them and these super Halo soldiers that are doing the tiny wings things flying off the hills mix in some sniper rifles and rocket launchers. That's that tribes. Fun. Like they should make a they should remake that. Well it's free to play. I don't know how many people still play it but yeah that kind of free flowing movement has mixed in and then you look at the um the non-boots on the ground, the thrusting games, the air thrusting um, shooters, yeah. games like Titanfall, games like Advanced Call of Duty, Warfare. Advanced Warfare. Warfare, the Black Ops 3 movement system, um, where you incorporate wall running, parkour, and mm -hmm. like jetpacks yeah. into shooters. It kind of harkens back to those tournament days. Yeah, where like movement was key. Movement and platforming was key. Um, and and being really precise in in how you aim. It's interesting how you see a shift, right? The beginning of first-person shooter games involve this quick movement, 
not a lot of emphasis on accuracy, but it's quick action. Yeah. Right? There's a movement system. Games slowly devolve into accuracy-focused gameplay. A lot of hiding behind cover, all based around skill shots. Mm-hmm. Right? But the PC space is linked with that speed because the mouse is so accurate, right? Yeah. And yet, like a cheeseburger, you got these different like spin-off genres. Half-Life is very story heavy. That's that refined burger, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not really emphasized on movement. You look at the current generation of shooters, there's this rebirth of high movement and high accuracy together because console FPS games have never felt so good. I PC, totally agree. PC FPS games have never felt so good. Um, even a game that is boots on the ground like Overwatch has characters that move quick. Yeah. Um, and, and can play similar to these fast-paced games, games like Titanfall 2, which I really wanted to shout out. There is a... There is a it's not detrimental. That's not the word I want to use. What are you trying to say? Impactful. Mm. Call of Duty Modern Different Warfare. Detrimental. The original, I guess some could say is detrimental. <laughs> but Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4, was such an impactful game and a large portion of that team split off from Activision and Infinity Ward and created a team called Respawn Entertainment which which was partnered with uh, Xbox exclusivity to create the first Titanfall and then it led to Titanfall 2 which came across all platforms flopped hard because it was put in between Black Ops 3 and Battlefield 1 and it was an Xbox One exclusive no it wasn't Titanfall 2 was not no, no, no. Titanfall. Oh, oh. Are Titanfall you, 2. Yes, flopped yes, hard. Yes, sorry. Uh, in between the big dogs, right? In terms of marketing and in terms of sales. Um, but everyone on the review side said, you got to check out Titanfall 2. It's super yeah. good. And I was playing it on my birthday. Of all games to play on my birthday. I had like three hours free. I'm like, I'm going to sit down and play a video game. I had just finished Red Dead. There's a lot of great games in my library. I was like... I'm going to play Titanfall 2. That game wins me over every time I play it. Interesting. You got to give it a little bit of time though. And I'm sad to say that the servers seem a little dead on PS4. So I don't know if you can go back. I know that PC servers are probably better. With that said, the single player campaign is a lot better. It it gets better and better the more I play it. Hmm. Really fun movement system. And shout out to Respawn. They released a game yesterday called Apex Legends. A free-to-play FPS game. No marketing. And they now have over a million registered users just because of word of mouth. Really? They're like, we're really proud of this uh, FPS game. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, this isn't Titanfall 3. It's in the same universe as Titanfall. Interesting. Uh, but there's no boost movement. And um, the guns are even the same from Titanfall. Hmm. So probably pretty easy to put together. Uh, they put a lot of time into the mechanical side of it, but... Respawn put out this Battle Royale game and people seem to really like it. And hopefully that means Titanfall 3. Like, I'm hoping it funds the next Titanfall. Because Titanfall 2 was quite good. Quite good. And a lot of people regard that as one of the best shooters. Mm -hmm. I got a list of great shooters here, but I want to finish the history. And we're up here on 50 minutes, Cameron. Yeah, so, I mean, basically since, I don't know, 2005, there's been sort of a deluge of, of... you know, normal online shooters and then story shooters. So, you know, you've got your Far Cries, you've got your 
you know, resistance games. You've got Bioshock, which shout out to Bioshock. Even though it doesn't feel good as a shooter, it's an amazing game, amazing experience, well worth the play. Um, I've never played that either. Really? Oh, go yeah, you should I, play it. You I have been it. avoiding it because I do think it's going to get the Resident 2, Resident Evil 2 remake style. They said it, they remade they, it. They did. They didn't. It. It's okay. HD. It's just up res. It doesn't oh, okay. count. Okay. Yeah. You I want a. You want a full. I want a full thing. So Half Life Two, and Bioshock are two games that I cannot wait. I hope we're making video content at that time. Yeah. I hope to do a let's play or something like that. Yeah, because I mean, I mean Bioshock One, even though it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel great to go back and play. Like, actu- the actual gameplay of it is not, like, super refined. Not what you would usually consider to be, like, a good feeling game. It's it's a really spectacular story and a really spectacular atmosphere and vibe. Even still. Even with the old graphics. Like, it still captures you in a yeah. way. So, um, that's very worth playing. Um, so, that's, like, sort of the... The story side, you know, there were games that, um, I would say Fallout is is up there too. Um, you know, the Fallout Three, New Vegas, um, as far as like the story side of first person shooters go. Um, and then there were your online shooters, and this is kind of where I spend most of my time now, um, playing games is games like like you know call of duty and and battlefield basically yeah yeah. um like i still so my did you look at your ps4 stats oh yeah i did what what was it i was so embarrassed (laughs) what was your top game black ops 4 really i just don't know how yeah yeah because i don't feel like i put that much time into black ops 4 granted i prestiged once but (laughs) i don't know like it just interesting it said I had like seventy hours. Yeah, and I just it does not feel right. So mine, very weirdly, um, and this was not me playing, was Need for Speed Underground something or other. What on the on the PS3? It was not me. It was not me. Your brother? I I bet my brother just like literally left the PS three on with the game in because it was like 400 hours what the heck see that's how i felt because i when i got black ops 4 i'm pretty sure i left it on the day i got it because i was house sitting yeah yeah um so but my second uh my my second most played game and i believe this is was battlefield 4 Oh, yeah, you played the crap out of that this year. Yeah, I did, because I went back, and I just got so hooked. I got so hooked on it, because it has such a fun... It just... I think, for me, shooters are best when there's a an amazing progression system, which Battlefield generally has, um, except for this year, um, when there's, like, large objectives, and when there's, like, really fun, engaging, and strategic gameplay. Battlefield That's, 4 is highly underrated. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because it had a controversial launch, a broken launch. Yeah. That game is really solid. Shout out to Battlefield 3, too. Yeah. I think oh, that yeah. Battlefield 3 is really awesome as well. Dude, I spent so many hours in Battlefield 3. A better map design. Sadly, I don't think that Battlefield 3 has as big of a player base as Battlefield 4. No, it doesn't. That's my assumption. I don't know about the PC side because I refuse to use Origin. <laughs> 
Um, I went back and played, um, I don't know, probably like two or three matches of Battlefield 3. It doesn't feel quite as good as I remembered. Huh. Um, but, I mean, it was still fun. It was because playing on the PS3 was really hard. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it was yeah. like a really difficult system to play on because it, the the um, the aim down sights and the shoot button were R1 and, and L1. Which some people like. Some people like it. I don't know. There's a tactile quickness that a lot of triggers lack when you got those squishy bumpers. Yeah, but the but the the bumpers are feel nice to aim down sides. It, feel, it feels yes, better. Yes, um, it, it, the aiming feels more accurate with the with the curved bumpers. I want to shout out a, a couple last shooters. Okay. Okay. Then I want to hear about the shooters that impacted you continuing with Battlefield 4. Yeah. Okay. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, no. No worries. Um, there are some things that I just want to shout out that I know are notable marks in the history of first-person shooter games. And I will probably save the ones that I don't quite know um, for our actual discussion about our favorites and maybe ones that you can go check out. So we have a game called Deus Ex, which was released in 2000. Some people might know it. Resident Evil 7, interesting take on a survival first-person shooter. It does get more shootery at the end. Mm -hmm. Metroid Prime was a big one for Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Um... Of course, we have Battlefield 1942. Uh, a lot of people hold Battlefield Bad Company 2 in high regard. I do not like that game that much. <laughs> the FOV is weird, and also it is not worth going back to. It's mm. a big thing. Don't go back to it. Serious Sam, shout out to a good old Bruce Campbell. And Painkiller. <laughs> yeah, I have all the Painkiller games <laughs> on accident. <laughs> Stupid Steam. Fear was critically acclaimed in 2005. Um, we talked about Bioshock, which is a, uh, spiritual successor to System Shock 2, if you knew that. Mm. Big shout out to the Far Cry games, taking it to the open world. Um, Resistance was big for PlayStation owners, never got into it, weird control scheme. Me neither. And really, Call of Duty has been huge. And um, we'd be loath to mention, uh, Crisis. Because it's a meme, but... Well, what about Crisis? Crisis was, like, it was a big step as far as, like, making... Graphical fidelity? Yeah, make, yeah, putting graphical fidelity. I remember everyone was like, Crisis 3 looks so good, and I got the demo on PS3, I'm like, it doesn't look good, and then they're like, no, on PC. I was like, <laughs> okay, okay, I guess not. Yeah. I was like, why'd they even release it on PS3? Well, because, I don't know. Stupid. Yeah, I guess so. So continue with, with me, Cameron. Yeah. We're coming up on uh, 58 okay. minutes here. Okay. We got to transition to the post show. Usually we've just been cutting in, but I don't want to linger on the nerdy topics for too long, too much longer. Yeah, yeah. Give people the opportunity to hear about something else because I know some people don't care as much for video games in our audience. And, well, we think it's important, so suck it. Um, well, well, okay, so I, 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 I'll tell you my journey my video game journey as far as oh, shooters go. I'm going to fall asleep. You what wanna, you, I thought you just said. You want to hear? Junior high. My jun my, my I know what you're going to talk about. I'm going to talk about Mag. <laughs> Freaking Mag, dude. dude Mag, Mag was, I mean, I don't know. It, it probably was not good, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was not that good. Yeah, sure. But I remember playing it online with you and being like, sweet, Cameron and I are playing video games online. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically why I liked it because I was like, 
It's like I've got friends who play it. <laughs> Do you have any other friends that played it with you? Um, I bought yeah, the game like just one. for you. Yeah, I know. And I remember it was fun, and the maps were so big, and also yeah. so unpop unpopulated because I got it towards the end of its life cycle. Yeah, yeah. It it really died. It hard. was lost. I was lost, dude. Yeah, dude. It used to be like you would die constantly. Which was really un- uncomfortable. It was not a good game. It was not a good game. So its selling it point fun. was a hundred players, hundred and sixty. Yeah, I think on the PlayStation Three, which is intense. But like, it was cordoned off, so you couldn't see all hundred sixty players. So it was like completely unnecessary to have that. That is players. such a strange way to design. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. But um, yeah, I don't want to talk about Mag anymore. Because I, at the same time, I was also getting into Battlefield 1942 on the PlayStation 3. There was like a remake. It wasn't a remake. It was like a port. Um, and that game was really fun to play online back then. I don't know. Did you ever play it? No. Mm, okay. No, I, I, I got into Battlefield with Battlefield 3. Yeah, so then I, I transitioned to Battlefield 3. And kind of the rest is history because Battlefield... Like, I never owned... The first Call of Duty game that I actually owned, I think, was Black Ops 3. Oh. I actually literally think it was Black Ops 3. I really hate Black Ops 3. I know you do. If you know me, I really hate Black Ops 3. The Zombies is so good, but I just... That game is not Black Ops. Yeah. No, I know what you mean, but... I care so much about Black Ops that I made a review on our YouTube channel where I talk at a million miles an hour (laughs) about all the things I thought. About Black Ops Four in its first week of release, and they probably don't. Your statements probably don't hold up, right? They don't. My game, my opinion of the game has changed significantly because it's just not that fun to play anymore. Hmm. You'll play a match and just die a million times. Yeah, yeah. I actually suggest you go back and play Black Ops One. Dude, Black Ops Black Ops One is a good game. So another thing that happened to that me in game junior high might be my favorite shooter of all time. Really. Okay. I love it so much. Better than Doom 2016? That's a real hard call. That's See, Black hard. Ops 1 was the first Call of Duty I got to own. And it just... What was crazy is I got it, and I was like, this is the best one. And I have yet to disprove myself mm-hmm. yeah. in terms of Call of Duties. Everyone says Modern Warfare 2 is better. Modern Warfare 2 is the cluster truck of Call of Duty. It is nonstop ADD, constant death, yeah. low time to kill. Every gun is super overpowered. It's fun, but yeah, it's not yeah. It's not the Call of Duty that I prefer. People say it's balanced, but it's absolutely not balanced Well, it's balanced is that nothing's balanced. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if that's your cup of tea, do it, dude. Yeah. But you see, I had never gotten into Call of Duty because it was always... Um, it was always just too arcadey for me. Like I would play at my friend's house. I would go over to my my friend Zach's house. Shout out, he doesn't listen. But um, I would go over to my friend Zach's house. This is like you know late elementary, early junior high. Right, right. Um, and we would play Modern Warfare. We would play Black Ops, and then Modern Warfare Two when it came out. Um, and well, a he would just he would just whoop me first of all. Because that was the best part about Call of Duty. Though. He didn't have Xbox Live, and so we would just play one v one, and it was it was a miserable experience. So I hated that experience <laughs> too because my friend Bob would just destroy me. Yeah, but that was what Call of Duty was all about. 
I think. Yeah, that's no, why I didn't that was like, like it. the fun thing. It was like flexing on your friends. It was like a big <laughs> moment. Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, but I I was never flexible enough. I'll never forget Modern Warfare 2 had the strangest decision where if you were a split screen account, not the main, you could only change your sensitivity between three settings, low, medium, and high. But player one had his settings saved from the multiplayer. Hmm. High sensitivity was sensitivity four. Ooh. And all the pros played on like 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? So whoever had controller <laughs> one had the best sensitivity. It sure. was like such a weird party mechanic. That is weird. Where people would start arguing over controller one. Oh, what the heck, dude? My profile doesn't have quick draw pro unlocked. And I can't quick scope as well as I could if we were actually playing and I had my account. <laughs> it's like such a weird like subculture that See, i experienced that that was that that i couldn't deal with that now my favorite aspect of modern warfare 2 and i could talk about call of duty for a long time is the spec ops the spec ops <laughs> is excellent very fun and that's if you're gonna play that game go back go back and play the spec ops yeah i, agree. I have had my dad doesn't like call of duty he loved the spec ops mode we played through it together it's super good i think that it just holds up play it with someone play it like yeah. actually couch co-op split screen dude Everything on veteran, the hardest difficulty. Yeah. There's no way. There's no other way. Try to survive Burger Town, dude. Dude, it's so hard. That, you know that Burger is Town? so hard. The Burger Town is so fun. Dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because like they're driving all over the place. <laughs> they're like on the roof above you. You're like trying to hide in the. That's alleyway. like a legit war zone, dude. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, awesome. Yeah. So after I mean after I got my my butt whooped in in Call of Duty, I was like, oh man, I hate this game. This game is is terrible because we never played online. And then and then I got I got Mag, and I was like, oh, this is fun. It's like more you know team based and blah, blah. It wasn't really, but it was more team based than Call of Duty. Right. Right. And then and then I got Battlefield, and I was like, wow, this is my jam. This really is my jam because everybody has like a specialty. Everybody has like something that they they are really into. So like one guy will always take the helicopter <laughs> every loadout, and it'll just like he'll be like, "Yep, yeah, I'm I'm the transport man. That's that's what I'm doing." Yeah. And then you know I don't know. There's just something about it that's vehicle like, extraction. There's a great YouTube series called Battlefield Friends. Oh, man, it's so funny. It is it is it is quite good if you have actually had experience playing Battlefield. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm still playing Battlefield Four, which came out in 2015. 2014? It holds up good. You're making me want to try Battlefield 5 more. Yeah. I bought it for Xbox One. Um, a couple more shooters I want to mention. Borderlands 1. Ooh, yes. I recently yes. played it last night. Yes. I just sat down to play Borderlands 1. Does not hold up that well. Okay. okay? I'm really sad. That's too bad. With that said, I was wearing nostalgia glasses, and I did enjoy my time with it. Sure. There's sure. something strange about the sprint mechanic where it sucks in your camera forward a little bit when you start running very disorienting and the sensitivity is not quite right so it could be mm -hmm. on me but playing Borderlands, Borderlands 1 on PC might be a little bit better if, so if that's something I actually really I just went back to Borderlands 2 and played it started playing it with my roommate that game that game still holds up it's Borderlands 2 or Borderlands the Handsome Collection on PlayStation 4 and Xbox mm -hmm. One is excellent yeah split screen up to four players every screen 60 frames a second because it's an old cell shaded game from yeah. the last gen it is just it's so good if you if i could get four nerdy friends who would commit <laughs> to playing through that game split screen together on a huge tv heck yeah i'd do it okay 
The problem is, is that we'll always start the. I hate the beginning of the game. I've played the. Yeah. Be- I have like twelve characters in Borderlands too. They're all level ten. Yeah. There's like one character who's level like forty six. Okay, but they're all level ten because I've just I've sat through the beginning a million times. There's with this, people with with like different with people tons of people. Come. Yeah. So if you come over, I I technically have enough profiles <laughs> for you. I do. I have a ton of profiles that you can use. Um, but. Yes, that, that is a very unique shooter. Sadly, Destiny, the Destiny series tries to attempt that with a Halo spin. I like Destiny, and I also hate it. So, weird mix. But I like, I think, I, 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 I don't know. There's something about Borderlands that it's like humor, a little bit of story, but also it's just a very fun gameplay grind. It's like, it's like oh man, I'm going to unlock, I'm, like I'm going to get more, I'm going to get more loot, I'm going to upgrade my weapons, I'm going to go back. And I'm so yeah, excited for Gearbox's Borderlands 3. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen, man. I, th- I think that it is. They said they, they're doing it. I know, but like they're in some controversy. This The, the leader, what's his name? Um, do you know the guy's name? Cliff Leblisky? No, 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 no. No, it's not him. Um, but he's like in some hot water right now yeah. with some lawsuit stuff. I just hope that it comes together. Yeah, me too. Another game I have not played and I cannot wait to try is Super Hot. Mm, um, yeah. I think that's going to be right up my alley. Puzzle shooter. Yeah. Interesting it's mix. like Just like Portal almost. Well, sort of, but it's like you're you have enemies and every time you move... They move too. The game moves. Everything yeah. is frozen until you move. Yeah, which is so cool. I mean, in VR, apparently, it's amazing. It's like the best VR experience. Yeah. is what I hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, big shout out. Another game I haven't played. I'm sorry, I'm saying that, but I got a big uh, backlog. Dying Light. I hear is a oh, yeah. very excellent parkour shooter zombie game. Um, didn't like Payday Two. I know a lot of people. I liked it. A, it was a lot, fun. A lot of people say that. It, it it's like very sim esque. I know people will be like, no, it's not. It's arcade. They they're like, oh, rob the bank like you really would. And I'm like, I don't know how. I walk in. They're like, security, <laughs> <laughs> ten cop cars. I'm like, okay, that's not going so well. So I I no, it, it's pretty arcadey. It's it didn't like hold my hand too well. Yeah, I, that's, okay. I just felt confused the whole time. Okay. Um, everyone likes Team Fortress too. It was quick for me. Whatever. I, eh, whatever. Um, we're gonna get killed now. Left 4 Dead 2 is really good. Yes. I went back to play it. The sound design bothered me. Hmm. I like the sound of the zombies, but the guns are a headache. Yeah. The amount of chaos happening on screen, the characters are yelling out callouts, which is very innovative for a game uh, in that time period. But everything is loud and obnoxious. And the music is obnoxious too sometimes. So The guns have like a very similar sound to each other too. So they all kind of like bleed over each other. I, I do know I, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Um, do you have any other games? Because I'm going to close it off here. Yeah, I kind of want to shout out to um, um, Call of Duty Zombies on iOS. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I'm I'm, o- I'm only half kidding because I did I literally jailbroke my iPod Touch so that I could play that game. Um, but in any case, Doom 2016, best shooter of all time. King, the come king. at me. I might. It's so good. I'm so good. It is excellent. Uh, But I am stuck. There are three shooters that I hold at the top. Okay. Doom 2016. Excellent in almost all ways. Yeah. The multiplayer falls a touch short, but 
does. I've, I, I do don't think, think I've ever played the multiplayer. I do. People haven't tried it. People hate it. I like it. Mm, I like okay. the multiplayer. If you After playing... Well, first of all, I'm a man, okay? <laughs> so I played Doom on the hardest difficulty. Not the hardest hardest, but there's the hardest difficulty where... Uh, okay. Well, it is the hardest difficulty, but then there's a difficulty above it which says beat the game without dying. I'm not going to do that, yeah, okay? Yeah, exactly. I played it on Nightmare and I beat it, okay? Going from oh, Night- did you finally beat it? Yeah, I beat it. I haven't nice. platinumed it. Oh, yeah. The yeah, platinum requires you to beat the first level without dying on the hardest difficulty, and I'm, I'm having a hard time with that one. I've gotten <laughs> so close, Cameron. You have no idea, okay? I, like, throw my controller against a wall. That that first level, dude. Ugh. Yeah. Transitioning from nightmare difficulty to the multiplayer, I was legend. I was actually a legend on the battlefield. <laughs> right there. I was like, dude, I am so good at this game right. because the single player is that hard hmm. um, that the players were nothing. They were weak to me. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Doom, excellent. Um, of course, Black Ops 1 has a, a, a very deep, like, nostalgic moment in my heart. I cannot let it go. I love the sound of the M1911 in that game. It's so weird. It just makes it, I'm like salivating right now. And the final game that I'm, I just cannot give up for the life of me is Overwatch. Yeah. I love Overwatch. Okay. I can't Have you ever played chess? And yeah, thought but I to don't yourself like it. Oh. Well then this What's your favorite board game, Cameron? My favorite board game? What's a favorite board game of yours? I love Catan. You ever sit down and start playing Catan and you're like, man, whoever made this game is so smart. Yeah, kind of. And you're looking at the game board and you're like, I love the I love the stone. I mean <laughs> you're looking at the cards, you're like, dude, whoever drew that sheep it's so smart. Like, and then you're looking at the building cards and you're like, man, this game is like, it's just thought of everything. And that's how I feel about Overwatch. I'm mm. looking at the game and I'm like, there's something for everyone here. Mm. If they would just give it a shot. Should I pick it up on PC? I, th- I would play it with you. Okay. I really do. Um, would you, would you hold my hand? As I will a, hold as your a hand. Wee baby. I will hold your hand because the casual mode is just, goofy no one cares at the casual mode mm-hmm. and when you want to get serious you can play competitive that's like the way to do it yeah um i think competitive is the best way to play it a lot of people a lot of my friends disagree with me because competitive is super toxic which is why i like it uh, actually <laughs> because the, i go to play games online today yeah and no one talks and if you're playing competitive overwatch they talk dude they talk and they talk loud they're real salty <laughs> and i love it dude because it's just a game right i'm no i don't edge them on I'm a, i try to be a good player but yeah. like I'm beyond the point of trying to climb the ranks. I'm just like, I hope I get a low rank this season. It's really weird. I'm like, the lower the rank, the more fun. The more people think they're good. Like, that's my favorite part. Um, Yeah, I mean, well, if, okay, for instance, Cameron, picture a white canvas. Okay. You're now in I'm a... Fir- picturing unfinished swan. Perfect. <laughs> you now are in control of the boy, an unfinished swan. Okay? okay. Yeah. Unfinished swan. Great game to play with your girlfriend. We should do an... Oh, that's a great My episode topic. My girlfriend said it was boring. <laughs> that is a great episode topic. Games to play with, with, with your, your significant other that doesn't like games. I dig that, okay? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what kind of shooter... Like, the game becomes a shooter. What is the weapon in that character's hand? I'm sorry. Can you restate the question? <laughs> Blank canvas. Yeah. White screen. Crosshair appears. What's the gun in the in the character's hand? I always imagine the gravity gun. Weirdly, 
I always imagine the gravity gun. I could see that with a white background. Yeah. Gravity gun. Not quite in Overwatch yet. <laughs> but the closest character I can think of is there's a character named Moira mm-hmm. who has claw hands that kind of resemble, but it kind of feels like you're playing a mage from Skyrim. Okay. <laughs> and you have like two claw hands and one hand shoots out healing for your teammates. Yeah. And the other hand sucks soul out of characters in front of you. Okay. But the the, the, the design behind that character is you can't put out healing Unless you suck the souls, the charge, mm. the healing in the other hand. Kind of like that. Interesting design, right? Yeah. And she's super mobile, but she doesn't have a lot of health. So mm. she can warp around the map real quick. Um, stuff like that. It's like, I tell you that design and you're like, oh, that's super cool, right? Yeah. Or like the character, one of my favorites is Genji, who's a ninja. In front, like his hand is just three shurikens. That's it. And so it's like, okay, what do you do with this sh- character as a shooter? If you press right click, he throws them in a three round burst. Basically, it's a projectile three round burst. So it goes, right? Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. You can't throw shurikens like that. But if you click um, left click, he he throws them out like three spread. Mm. So you can like do different combos. Like so, you want to do the three spread because it's a little bit faster when you're up close to people. But if you're trying to hit targets far away, you're like doing the three round burst. And then his ability is like for two seconds he can deflect bullets back at people with his, mm. his shuriken, which is real fun. If you played the Titanfall, some of the Titans are designed to actually reflect bullets as well, which is a weird gameplay mechanic. Mm. And also it's so visual in overwatch that if you use the deflect and the person notices before they shoot, they'll, they won't shoot. They'll wait a second so that you'll become exposed when you're done doing this weird animation. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his last ability is a dash, which is like it goes forward, like, I don't know, 10 yards, right? And he d- does a blade that does damage. But the combo with Genji is that if the finishing hit on the person is the blade, you instantly get the blade back again instead of having it on a six-second mm. cooldown. Okay, yeah. So if you can weaken a target and slash and kill them, they're dead and you're instant you have a mobility available right away right, so it's like right, the design right. is all integrated and every character has someone that can counter them except for Brigitte. i hate her <laughs> and she was just added recently <laughs> but there's no other game where you can play as a hamster in a ball sure yeah that's true <laughs> and true statement <laughs> a, a hamster that is in a ball that rolls around that has a grappling gun to fly around the map and at the same time, transforms into an orb that has two turret machine guns. <laughs> what a weird design. Sure, yeah. I'm telling Cameron, if you get the game, it's 20 bucks right now. Okay. I think I'll walk you through it. It's great. All right. I'll think about it. I'll think okay. About it. Maybe I'll have to gift it to you. We should, uh, we should transition. We should wrap it up. So those are my three shooters. We've been talking about video games for a long time. If you like what we're doing here on Everything Comes From Something, you can support us on Patreon.com. Tell a friend. Give us a rating on iTunes. Give us a rating on Spotify if you can do ratings. Who cares? Um, And we really appreciate you guys listening. For the last 10 or so minutes of this show, we are transitioned to the post show. Nothing to do with anything where Cameron and I talk about life or whatever the heck we want. Usually we cut the post show short because we are so into the topic we're so excited about what we're talking we could about. i could talk about shooters for a long time yeah i'm kind of glad that we talked about it so that now it's like we don't have to talk about it's it out of our again. system yeah cathartic yeah 
kind of, you know, just abusing our audience to satisfy our mental needs. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, audience. Dude, this Chewbacca onesie is getting quite itchy. Really? Hmm. You gonna sleep in it? No, because I'm wearing a bread sweater. Jules got me mm. a bread sweater. I like it. I like that it just says bread it, on it. You know, you look at someone like me and you're like, wow, that white kid's just a little chunky. <laughs> and then you see the bread and you're like, all right, he's living good. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. They're like, well, yeah, at, least he, at least he owns it, right? Dude, at least he's not one of those like no carbs. I'm not saying I'm like people. fat proud, okay? Because I do it's work out regularly. You know? Dude, I try. You, you used to be much chunkier. And I just gotta enjoy down. my bread. I just gotta enjoy my bread. I used to be much slimmer, and I've chunked up. It's okay, Cameron. Yeah, it's okay. Cameron has a strange ability <laughs> to acquire muscle at a rapid rate. Yeah, and if yet, I try. <laughs> and yet he did. He doesn't work out at all. He, uh, like sometimes he'll come over, and his biceps will be bulging, and I was like, "You started working out?" And he's like, "Oh, I lifted once for the first time in a month." <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding, dude? If I had those jeans, I would." take it and run yeah well you know it is what it is i now now it's tough too because i i don't have a gym membership so i'm just like yeah speaking of the gym oh yeah can we can we get a get a re uh they keep telling me that it's 30 days i don't know what the deal is with 30 days what do you what do you mean they're like 30 days for a response and the guy that i talked to last time was like they will take up to 30 they will take literally all 30 days and i was like well, I'm not forgetting. About the complaint? like About the uh, response to if I'm getting a refund or not. If you're getting a refund or not? Yeah. That's the question? It's well, not... apparently the store doesn't have the ability to give me the refund. It's not So like it's a corporate even... case. Because they, they're like, what if you're lying about your forged signature? Which looks like it's written by a two-year-old. It's not mine. So I looked at the guy and I said, okay, well, I'm canceling if it doesn't work. You should have canceled like then. I'm waiting for my money. If they don't give me the money, I'm telling them to their to their faces. Ladies and gentlemen, do not join <laughs> Fit Republic. Okay. It's a bad gym. Granted, my gym has went through three managers in two years. Yeah. So these the people everyone that works at that gym currently doesn't understand what they they look at me as if I'm a new member, but I've been there for like three years. <laughs> So it's I was there when they had a corporate takeover. It used to be called Fitness Evolution. Yeah, I remember. That. I remember you were like, "Oh man, this gym, it's like it's like ten dollars." It's nice and spacious, but then they overcharged me for nine months, and I didn't notice. So that is my story. Planet uh, Fitness, here I come. Do you ever feel a little bit like it's your fault because you didn't notice? And that's why I think they might not give me a refund. It just, I'm gonna ask them. So what are you gonna give me? That's what I'm going to ask them. Like, so what are you going to do? Because I'm upset, right? And I'm not, like, I'm going to cancel. I'm going to cancel right now unless you do something. You should just cancel anyways. No, I'm going to... You should, I'm, you I'm, should I'm, not give these 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 barbarians any more of your money. I like the location, and yeah. I like how empty it is. Yeah. That's probably my favorite parts. Probably empty because they scam everybody out of business. Right, but I'm going to look them in the eye and say, what are you going to give me? <laughs> because I'm like I'm not happy and sure, I'm gonna say yeah. this is pathetic but bear with me <laughs> I'm gonna say technically I'm an influencer because I have a podcast and that's more than you have right well yeah that's true I will throw you under the bus 
We already did. We already did. I don't care, <laughs> right? I will throw your company under the bus. I will tell everyone I know to give you a bad review. By the way, I will say that on the show. You don't need to do that if you don't want to, but I will, I'm going to get. I'm going to shout out the, the address of it and everything. I will, and I'm going to post about it. So I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm not happy. And I'm going to tell them everything I'm going to do. I said, I'm going to post about how bad you guys have been to me. I'm, I'm going to give you- glue a phallic object no. on your door. <laughs> <laughs> nice vocab. Uh, <laughs> I was just like- everything i'm like i'm gonna tell them everything i'm like i'm gonna leave my membership i'm going to give you a bad review i'm gonna tell everyone i know to avoid you i'm gonna tell everyone i know to give you a bad review like uh, legit i'm like i i what do you want you're literally doing nothing for me yeah yeah so what do you would you want me to shake your hand and be like oh you're so great <laughs> like you screwed me for nine months yeah no it's in your records i never went to any of the classes i so-called paid for it's in your records i never brought a get a guest it's in your records that I didn't know. It's in your records that my signature is wrong, <laughs> according to all my other signatures. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know what they want from me. They they're they're arguing with me as if it's my fault, right? <laughs> I'm like I'm laugh I'm practically laughing at this point. I'm like you're kidding me, right? So I honestly, you know, God, I would love if they gave me a refund, but if they don't, at this point, I'm like the money's gone. You know, yeah, yeah. I'd rather just laugh in their faces. Yeah. Hey, and and guess what? You're never gonna see me again. So be happy, right? <laughs> I'm not like I'm not. I'm just gonna throw a little bit of sarcasm and bitterness in it. I'm not gonna yell at them. I'm just gonna be like, this is what it is. You know, you served it to me on a plate. You're giving me nothing. <laughs> I hate. I know you hate to hear it, but it's on you. See ya. <laughs> you yeah. know, like yeah. that's what it is. So. All right. Well, no revenge plots here, I guess. I don't want to do any of that revenge. I was heated up, but I it's so unnecessary. I'm just going to tell them what they're getting. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'm not I, I hate when people swear at people and so. I I I have no doubt that someone will yell at me as I'm leaving. Yell at you about That's what? just the kind of administ- They'll just be like, "We never want to see you again. Get out." They're going to yell at us or something. <laughs> what are they the mob? Like <laughs> Dude, the manager is like a meme to me. Really? Yeah, she's just I made the mis- so I wrote a corporate complaint through their website and said that she laughed. It's like she was not use helpful and she kind of laughed at me when I asked for their corporate number. She's like, "We don't give that out to our customers or to our members." And I'm like, "Okay, your highness. So I wrote to the corporate and said that she laughed like a witch. And then I got a call. I got a call while I was at the gym from the manager. Yeah. And on the phone, she was like, I don't laugh like a witch. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I was, I was like, okay, I, genuinely, I am sorry. That was unnecessary, but I'm quite upset. That's what I said. I said, I'm quite upset. You should you, just do you know what, to it. Do you know what she said after that? What? I don't laugh like a witch. I was like, gee, you must hear that a lot. <laughs> she said, I don't laugh like a witch four times. I was like, you really don't care about me. Wow, you know? So, that is so funny. I was like, that's what made me start laughing. I was like, oh gosh. I swear, you should have just doubled down on that. You were like, yeah, you laugh like a witch. You do. What if I was like, I take it back? <laughs> right there on the phone. Yeah, you're like, okay. Uh, right then when I said that I took it back, I, I got, lied about taking it back. What if I just got into a huge argument with her about how much she sounded like a witch? 
Like yeah. at that point, his ass. You're like, you're like, if you went back to 1650, there's no way you would survive. Granted, I'm still trying to be diplomatic because I want my money. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, but but now that it's up to corporate, you know, it's not it's not her it's not her call anymore. It's just you know what sucks for her that she lost is that like a she was strong and harsh towards me, but it's only gonna hurt her in the long run. Mm. If I report this stuff to corporate and I start giving her bad reviews, corporate's the one that's going to reach out to me. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, it's the administration of the gym and their management that it's it's their it's their problem, right? Yeah. Well, it was, I mean, and it the was whole the previous time, management's problem, but now it's the it's the current manager's problem, and she's not she's not really dealing. Yeah, with it's it well. it's just that I've worked in customer service for a, a while. And that wasn't good. No, no. <laughs> as far as it goes, that it's wasn't not how you good. Deal with things. Yeah. Um, the customer is. Let me just put it this way: you wouldn't be in business without the customer. Sure. It's really yeah. not that hard. Yeah. yeah. The second I told myself I am a slave to the customer at Starbucks, my experience there was a million times better. Because hmm. that's what they told me. They're like, like just make the customer happy. And it, what was hard is that you run into a lot of crazy people. Sure. Yeah. And that can jade a lot of workers in service industry. They're like, basically everyone is out to scam us, right? And so I don't, bl- I don't blame them. But at the same time, there was a lot of people that came off hard, strong, and aggressive towards me that the second I just gave them a listening ear and was like, hey, I seriously care and I'm, I'm going to do everything I can. I'd basically be like, I'm giving you your money back and I'm also giving you a free cookie. Literally those two <laughs> things together... 90% of the people I talked to were happy. Yeah, yeah. No, I... It's I, like free stuff. Just give them free stuff and then... Totally. I actually totally feel And that. listen. So, like, it's not that hard. It's not your money. That's the other thing. It's not your money. Why are you getting so stingy with it? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. No, I do feel that because, like, um, you know, at my old coffee shop job, like, that's that's basically what we would do to resolve most of our problems. Yeah. It was, like, if someone was unhappy, like, say... Say like you know we we messed up and uh, you know their you know their order didn't get rung up like they're you know they were waiting a little long for their food or whatever like we'd be like hey you know what I'm so sorry like we'll give you you know a free pastry you know we'll just bring it over to you and and like that was that was how we and most most people literally almost all of the people that I talked to except for that one lady who who threw, yeah, threw coins one. at me yeah. and then the other guy who threw a sandwich at me <laughs> that was not fun but <laughs> I had I we had some bad experiences with customers throwing coffee hot coffee really? at us yeah Dang. uh that w- that was not good That's but intense. um yeah it's it's not too hard just a listening ear does a lot more than a lot of people would think and that would go to even just your own personal relationships too yeah um, yeah, no, I think that's, that's, that's a, that's a huge aspect to it. Um, but yeah, I just, it shocks me. It, 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 it does shock me. And I think my experience at Starbucks is the reason I might've become a little bit of a snob because they regard their customer experience in such high priority Yeah, yeah. Uh, compared to most of their other services. Um, even and you, you know where I've had the worst experiences at Starbucks, usually in a grocery store. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 because they don't teach the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, it's hard though. You know, people in the service industry usually take 
their um, personal stuff. Like with them to work. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah I get that. And I didn't struggle with that as much as when I, when I got to a shift. you're privileged. No, 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 no. Like as a shift supervisor, my job was to make sure that everyone was okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so as a shift, you see these people like, like I had this old coworker who just had a bad attitude all the time. She hated me. She hated me so much because I was always so positive. <laughs> and the reason that I cared about her so much is because she worked so hard. And I was like, dude, if you're going to work that hard, I'm not going to let you be that miserable and also that grumpy and snotty mm. and rude to me and the customers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you work that hard. And she really turned around with the year that we worked. And we became great friends through working together. She, um, Her name was Kat. She's a great person now. Um, no. She really, <laughs> dude, she really hated me. When we said, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, it's just funny. But... Yeah, I'll I'll never forget. Like I had to spend a lot of time listening to what was going on with her life and she had a really rough life. I didn't realize like when I had first met her what was going on, but she had a hard time not taking it to work with her at times. Mm, yeah. Um so it it, it when you run when you're working in the service industry or when you're working in any business, you got to take care of the people. That's how, that's how like yeah. that's my approach to it, right? And that's coming from a unexperienced, unprofessional, ungraduated kid. Sure, yeah. But when it comes to this gym, dude, I just I'm sick of talking about it, and I'm just like, you guys are bad. <laughs> Period. <laughs> you guys are just bad. Yeah, this is like a, a mafioso style behavior. We cannot we cannot let this mafia. Stand. Why are they so Why are they so emotional? Like I was emotional for like the first I do week. Do not laugh like a witch. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> you're not funny. even going to think about it unless you hear that witch thing a lot. You're not even going to think about it in a week. That's how I feel about most things in life. Yeah. You know that unless test? This is something like really embarrassing. You know that test you, t- you were freaking out about three months ago, three years ago, four years ago, ten years ago? No, you don't. <laughs> you don't care about it. Yeah. So stop freaking about it today. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? It's a little stoicism goes a long way, you know? I'm going to be honest with you. I've never heard that word in my life. Stoicism? Is it like stoic? Yeah. But I couldn't even tell you what stoic meant. Well, a stoic is... Well, stoicism is the the um, practice, I would say. It's some consider it a religious sort of tradition, but it's, it's not really. It's the Greek practice of being um, sort of unmovable when it comes to your, like... When it comes to outside interactions with your emotions so like say something says something to you that's really rude a, a normal person would be like oh that's so rude like oh they're they're so being so i'm being so offended you know by this thing that someone else said but the stoic would say okay someone said something rude to me but their rudeness does not determine what i do with my reaction right I can't change the fact that they're rude. I can only change the my reaction to their rudeness. Why aren't we teaching this in school? I don't know. I feel like, you know, everyone is told to just express themselves. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's wrong. That's like absolutely wrong. That sounds horrible coming from us. But the truth is, sometimes you just got to shut the heck up and 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 no, roll no, no, with no. the punches, it's, dude. It's, it's not just that. It's not just that. Expressing yourself in the moment is almost always a terrible idea because you look back on it later and you say, oh man, that was a really dumb thing of me to react to. You know, that was like, I really overreacted there or I really, you know, I should have thought about it. I should have taken a step back and thought about it a little more before I said that rude thing to, you know, to that person. And it's like that culture of living or expressing yourself then breeds the regretless lifestyle, which is an utter lie. Oh yeah. I don't believe anyone who says they'd have no regrets. I no regrets. No regrets. I mean, I I tend to not think about things that you regret. Like I don't know. I think in the same way that future or that that things that people react to, like in the same way that you react to people, um, that's kind of how I treat things in the past. Where it's like those those things have happened. You know, even though maybe I would change them now, I'm not going to linger on them and I'm not going to think about them. Right. You know, I think in the traditional sense of regret, I agree with you, but I hold regret in reflection. Oh, yes. And I see that I would like past perspective, right? If you're looking back at something that you did, you have a perspective on it now that you might not have had. Yeah, Yeah. Then, for instance, I think of some of the girls that I used to like, right? And I'm like, man, I regret not really reading that the right way. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that really wasn't going anywhere six months uh, before. And I still pursued it for another six months, you know? But but again, like those things are not things that you should regret necessarily, but they are lessons that you can learn. Like, like that's that's always the, the weird thing to me about people who break up you know, they'll break up and they'll be like, oh man, I wish I never, you know, went out with them. And my, my question is always like, well, have you did, seen 500 days of summer? No, but my question is always, <laughs> well, like, that's the answer. <laughs> my question is always, well, did you learn something? Like, what was it that you took from this experience and what would you take to your next relationship? Like, do I don't know. Do people not think about that? Do people wallow in the, well, I would say that in the moment of sorrow, that's the emotion that comes yeah. up in your frustration, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I think some people require more time, and that's why you should watch 500 Days of Summer, even if you don't want to watch a chick flick. It's that good. I mean, it's not because I don't want to watch a chick flick. It's like, dude, one of one of my favorite movies when I was a kid was was The Princess Diaries. So, oh, shut up! I'm <laughs> tired of hearing that as a chick flick, dude. That's a good movie, isn't it? It's really good, and I don't think it's. That much of a chick flick. Okay. But no, y'all know thinking, what we can thinking, chick flick out wait, hold about. On, hold on. You're thinking of The Princess Bride, aren't you? Yeah. I'm thinking of The Princess Diaries. The <laughs> Isn't, didn't you say Princess Bride? No, I said Princess Diaries. Oh, frick. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> we're gonna, we should freak out about Princess Diaries right now, dude. Well, Princess Bride is you know also what? a very Okay, good Cameron. This is a moment to see if you're truly my friend. Okay. <laughs> I hope this wasn't the moment and it was like a long time I'm ago before this. I'm thinking of a scene in Princess Diaries. For the Princess Diaries? Like yeah. actually. Princess <laughs> Diaries. I know exactly what scene you're talking Which about. Which one? It's the one with the balloon. Oh, snap! <laughs> I knew it. 
I love you, brother. I love you. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. Of course. It, it's iconic. <laughs> oh my gosh. The freaking uh the the fire pole yeah. exit or yeah, whatever. She lives in an old retired firehouse. Oh man. That's I'm sorry about your ears. I'm sorry about your ears, audio listeners. Oh my gosh. And a non existent video <laughs> listener. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I think there's no other better way to end the podcast, yeah, ladies and not. gentlemen. This has been episode, I think, thirty-two. Dude, at this point, it's just like I don't know. Who cares? What? <laughs> Who knows, man? It's an episode of this podcast. Of this podcast again. If you want to support the show, you know where to find it. Go to the beginning of the video. <laughs> I'm not Pat- saying it again. Patreon.com/slash/ecfspodcast. Dude, it rhymes so well. Yeah, it does. I love saying it. And also hit Patreon. us up on slash E C F S podcast. Hit us up on Twitter. Rate us on iTunes. Subscribe and like. And go buy yourself a Wookiee onesie, baby.